Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. All right, Tommy, you have a book on the horizon that's going to come out. Can we talk about the book yet? You kind of surprised me. You mentioned that you might mention something about it and you're leading with this. <laughs> okay, yes, I actually have found that I love writing. And so I write a couple of blogs that I have on a website, tommythompson.org, and been doing that for about a year and a half now. And I've also been working on a book for for several years, and I'm getting now to the point that I feel confident enough to mention it. So the yeah. title of the book, the working title that I hope will be the final title is Breathe Again, Creating Space for Good and for God. It's so exciting. I know. It's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a long process coming for you, too. Yeah. it's it's. I've always loved teaching, yeah. and I've usually done it just in front of people talking and talking like we're doing here, but learning the new skill of putting this, you know, in print and in words, uh, you know, that go on paper or whatever is a new skill. And I've actually been surprised at how much I've enjoyed kind of the precision of it. Yeah. So uh, it's a new way of communicating and I'm excited about it as a new path for me. I'm excited too. It makes so much sense to me for your wiring and what you're good at is kind of putting those ideas into order and helping someone follow them in a more structured way. It feels like books fit that really well. Uh, it does. And and I actually have a bunch of other ideas for books that, you know, I might eventually one day write. So I, I feel confident and committed to making this a reality, whether you and I buy the only copies, and I will make you buy one of them <laughs> or not. That that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, as I've said, maybe on one of these episodes, that the only failure is not trying. Yeah. Well, if you're new to the podcast this episode, my name's Steve Perkins, the host of the show, and this is Tommy Thompson, co-host and resident teacher slash pre-launching your book or I like that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so the reason we tee it up today is because we're going to do a little bit of a mini series on the same concept. And so much of it is inspired by you being in the process of writing this book and thinking about this topic a lot. But even the concept of writing on pages also had to do with the inspiration for this series. Yeah, but I, I want to actually go back a step you know, because the inspiration for the book comes out of actually the struggle in my life. So the whole concept that is talked about in this book that I think we want to spend a couple of episodes talking about goes way back to the late 1980s, if you can imagine. What, when, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a day long ago. <laughs> Uh, and it was a stage in life when I was in my early 30s and going incredibly hard with a lot of really good things. Mm. Uh, it was the early stages of marriage and having kids. It was a stage where 
at that particular time, I was owner and helped run four different companies <laughs> in two different locations. Uh, I was an elder in our church. I taught Sunday school in our church. I headed up a, a search committee at our church. I was absolute running a thousand miles an hour, all with really good things. Mm -hmm. And it never crossed my mind that if something was good, that it could be too much. So I thought that the only problem was my capacity. That I just wasn't tough enough or strong enough. And that if I managed my life just a little bit better, then I could handle more and more and more on my plate. Well, I actually got to the point that I felt like I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. So many things going on at once, and I absolutely couldn't keep all the balls in the air at the same time. Yeah, and it was it was affecting me. I, I was I was not a happy person, even though I was kind of an effective person. Yeah, and from the outside, nobody would have known it. You know, I was I was putting on the good face. I was doing everything that I was responsible for doing, doing it a hundred percent. But I was drowning inside. And I realized at some point, I, it was right around the beginning of 1990, that something had to give and that I couldn't continue to live this way. And that was when I ran across a book that we've talked about on this podcast by Richard Swenson called Margin. And it was like this amazing breath of fresh air. And it began what was a decade-long process, decades-long process for me, of creating space, learning to realize that the best of life happens when you can breathe and when you can enjoy, and that actually you operate better at a higher level when you create that kind of space. So this idea that I began to have to live through in my own life of, of decompressing and decluttering my life and my commitments and everything around, it began to give me life again. And that's why I then said, this is something I've got to talk about. And I found that so many people, almost everybody I talked to resonated with it. Everybody's overwhelmed, exhausted, but they don't think there's any alternative. Right. <laughs> so that's where the book and these ideas came from, and they're not original with me. But, but they've been a core piece of my life, my struggle, my growth. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a, a good topic. Obviously, you've had a lot of impact in my life to think about this more and to implement more around this. But I think any of anyone who's been listening to the podcast hears this as a thread throughout. And so we're kind of calling this mini-series Defining Your Margins. But I, I love how it plays so perfectly into the greater theme of the podcast around kind of living life fully and, and knowing your purpose, knowing your priorities and, and living into that because you can't do that well if you're running on empty all the time. Well, and that's the paradox. You can't live fully unless there's space. <laughs> and yet yeah. we're wired in our culture wants to say to live fully means that you have to have more. And it's actually the opposite is true. If you want to live fully, there has to be space in your life to be able to enjoy and to live into that fullness. And that's what I that's what I had to learn those many years ago, that just adding more was actually choking 
the life out of me. Well, help us transition into the concept of defining your margins. Yeah, so one of the good analogies that I think helps people get their hands around, what are you even talking about uh, when you talk about the concept of margin, is the printed page. So if, if you can imagine with me, if you're listening, if you can imagine a couple paragraphs out of any book that you read. Okay. And those paragraphs, you're looking at them on a page and you're reading the words and the sentences and some of the sentences have commas and different things in them. Now imagine if you took out all of the margin on the side of the pages okay, and you crammed all of the words together with no spaces between the words, <laughs> no commas, uh-huh. no periods, no paragraph differences, and now all you're looking at is is a series that goes from one edge of the page to the other of continuous letters going to the next line of continuous letters all the way across the page. Then your job is you have to look at those letters and say, hmm, I will, I-W-I-L-L. That's, I think there should be a space there. That's I will. And you then have to go through all of this uh, these mental gyrations hmm. to be able to figure out where are the appropriate spaces. And the very exercise, if you, if you do this, and I'm going to do this you know, within the book, is anxiety-producing. Yeah. Because you're looking at all those words and you're trying to figure out what these words mean, but you've got to get around the fact that there's no space between the words, between the sentences, between the paragraphs. So you have to go through a whole translation process, which ironically slows it down and takes more time Uh in order to actually get any meaning uh, out of the text. And that's the idea of margin. Margin actually creates meaning, even though it takes more space. So... uh, that concept, when I think of it about it, helps me to go, oh, it actually can help. It can actually create uh, a better life. It can create higher quality if we take some time and we create some margin around the events of our life, around the relationships of our lives, around the commitments of our life. And so the concept uh carries forward into virtually every uh, nook and cranny of life. Wow. You know, I, obviously I've been thinking about the concept of margin a lot, but that framing, it, it adds a whole new layer of meaning. And as I was listening to you, I kind of wrote down in front of me here that words without margins creates extra work, you said. Yeah. It, it creates, so going back to our original analogy, there's it's actually less effective or quote less productive to to not have any margin. So right. it's like mind-boggling. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it right now. Well, and you can see this thread through our other episodes yeah. cuz one just a little while back was becoming less productive mm-hmm. and how becoming less productive, i.e. living with some margin can actually create greater productivity. Yeah. It's ironic, but we've actually been led down the wrong path to think that if we just move really, really fast, we'll get the best. Right. Like in the recent episode with Jeff Woods, you heard him talk about actual statistics and business of this, where 
slowing down and creating focus actually created more results. And that's maybe an extreme version of what happens here. But like you're saying, it also just creates more meaning and joy and and kind of like how life should be. The, the byproducts go to every realm of life. The byproducts go to the ability to experience peace and joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever feels peace and joy in the midst of exhaustion and overload, yeah, overwhelm. I am so overwhelmed. Oh yeah, and joy. It doesn't go together. It's like you know, oil and oil and vinegar. Uh-huh. And but then even you know, you and I know from working with companies how we've gone into companies where the executives are running like chickens with a head cut off, talking a mile a minute, going from meeting to meeting, and you can actually see they're not getting anything done. Yeah. You know, they're just spinning their wheels. Yeah. And that's, again, where margin comes in, that the the best leaders actually lead from space. So. Yeah, the, this... I can see how this taps into many different areas of life. And, you know, you got my head going in multiple directions. Even like I've noticed the bigger the city I'm in, the faster people talk and the more people kind of quickly jump in. Cause you know, if you don't jump in quick enough, there won't be, you won't be able to get your words in. And, and even that experience in a relationship it, it it feels a little bit suffocating. It's like, well, we can't even be here with each other in real because we're having to squeeze so much in. It goes it goes all the way to that end of the spectrum as well. Well, and it's huge. And if you talk about one of the areas where this concept is most desperately needed, it's for parents with small kids. You know, the demands on their time, their demands on their energy the degree to which having small kids, which is usually at the time when you're trying to grow your career and everything else, uh, chokes out your ability to enjoy one another, uh, absent great intentionality. Yeah. It it actually harms relationships. Yeah. And husbands and wives, they actually become disconnected in the fray of everything. Yeah. So margin for relationship is absolutely key and something that we really ought to spend some time in these upcoming episodes. We should. I would appreciate that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living in that season myself. And you know, it's funny because just the other day we we kind of had a date with each other and hadn't in a while. And it's just funny how, but we've actually been with each other a whole lot. Right. We're, we're kind of like co-managers of our of our you know, home mini kingdom. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, okay, we're both running it next to each other, but um, but that doesn't equal connecting with each other. No, I can remember date nights uh, when Weezy and I would say, okay, our rule on a date night is we can't talk about the kids. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, wait, what do we have to talk about? <laughs> well, it was a little awkward at yeah. first, but so this concept, I think uh, we'll talk about the breadth in which you okay. can apply it in upcoming episodes. But I think what I would encourage those who are listening to think about is, are you happy with your pace of life? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are you overloaded with burden? And have you come to the conclusion that there's no alternative to living that way? And if you have, that's what these episodes are about, because I 
deeply believe and have lived committed to that there is an alternative. It may not be easy because we're in a strong current in our culture, which just wants more and more, but it is possible. So I, I think there's actually a hope to breathe again. Yeah, that's great. That's encouraging. And, you know, it made me think, you're right, it's it's not easy, but it is actually kind of simple. And sometimes it takes community of like-minded people who are trying to be intentional as well. Absolutely. And the more yeah. you kind of lean into this stuff, the more you start to connect with other people who are are trying a similar thing. And I found encouragement in connecting with others who, yeah, they want to get a little more intentional too. And it's not saying there's some formula or some switch you flip, but just making an intentional effort is all the difference. Right. So we'll get real tactical kind of in upcoming episodes of of ways to put this into practice. And then once you get the concept, you can begin to see how it applies to your finances, creating margin in your finances. And uh, we'll talk about technology, all sorts of areas. So, All right. Well, looking forward to it. And like always, everybody, if you have certain topics you want us to touch on, uh, email us directly or just leave a review on iTunes. Either one, we'll see those and we'll fold them into the episodes. Great. Thanks. Here at The Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions. They are a company that provides virtual assistants and bookkeepers and social media managers. We want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients. His name is Dave Richards, the CEO and lead coach for Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me. When I was focused on growing my business, you know, I can think of recently, um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to competently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me. How can I give more this constant prodding of you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and you want more information, we have partnered with Belay to offer $200 off of your startup costs. And if you want to learn more about that or have a free consultation with a member of the Belay team, just click the link in the show notes or go to belaysolutions.com backslash next step. All right, we're diving into this mini series, Defining Your Margins. Tommy, what's the book recommendation? So the book recommendation is is a phenomenal book that's hitting the same kind of concept of margins, but it's hitting it from a little bit different language and different angle, and it's Boundaries by John Townsend. And it's a great book that talks about the value of creating boundaries in certain areas of our life, boundaries around our emotions, boundaries in our relationship, and it's a concept that complements what we're talking about in these upcoming episodes. All right, great. Boundaries by John Townsend. And like always, the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor, leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.